was reflecting today on um, some of the work I do and uh, without going into the details of it, I saw one, one person today who has been through some um, very deep painful suffering and after a lot of work and going to a lot of dark and scary places with me, it's coming out the other end. Mm -hmm. And the next person was just about to enter that tunnel as someone who's had something very deeply um, painful um, happen to them in their lives just recently. And they're in the midst of a lot of pain and about to enter that process. And um, so I see the beginnings in the middle and the end of it. I see the beginning of suffering and I see the process of suffering and I see people, I see it pass and people come out of it in a different way. But I wanted to look at what that healing is um, and as a way of understanding it, if we go back to a, uh, one of the teachings of the Buddha, are some of you are familiar with the, the Buddha's teaching of the mustard seed? I'll tell you anyway. But there was a woman who had a, um, a child who was dying of a sickness and she heard that the Buddha was, um, had great healing powers. And uh, so she went to the Buddha and she told him about her little boy who was dying and whether he had some um, potion or magic or some, some intervention that would help save her little boy. And he said to her, well, um, we, what, what I want you to do is we could make a potion, but you would need to get a mustard seed from every house in the village where no one has lost anyone, where no one has died or a child hasn't died. And so she went round to all the houses, you know, in the village and the surrounding villages, and um, she couldn't find any house where no one had lost a child. And she came back to the Buddha and she came back empty-handed and I said, I can't find any mustard seeds. And that was the Buddha's teaching, mm -hmm. that to, to, to see that, um, that suffering is universal. Mm -hmm. and, and to uh, shift it into that dimension. Mm -hmm. Now, when this story is talked about, I've noticed in some books and the commentaries on it, um, from, from my understanding, I don't think they always um, convey the Buddha's teaching, um, at least in the way I understand it anyway. First of all, <clears throat> what they do is that they turn the Buddha into a great teacher of how clever he was with his intervention. I think he would cringe if he got that take on it. It wasn't about him. The central person's story is the woman whose child is dying, mm -hmm. not the healer. The healer needs to be selfless, have no ego, not be clever. They're just there to assist. So it's not about the Buddha and how clever he is. It's actually about, about the woman. And in that teaching, do you think that the, the woman, that some of the interpretations are is that the woman somehow just cut through all of the suffering about a child dying and she was okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
It's like that, you know, some magic. That's not what I, that's that's not my understanding of Buddhism. It's not my understanding of the nature of suffering, suffering and the transformation of suffering that I see in people I work with or in my own own experience. Mm -hmm. If you follow that story through, you know, so the woman realizes that suffering is universal, then my sense is what happens is that she drops into something, just she drops into suffering. But she drops into a suffering which is universal. Mm -hmm. And something in there, there's her suffering and there's the suffering of others. And one assumes that what happens in that moment is a sense of compassion for others and a sense of compassion for self. A, com a compassion for everything, you know, that there is actually suffering in life. People lose loved ones. People feel betrayed, you know, things occur. So it's not about getting rid of the suffering, it's about transforming it in some way. And um, I think that often hap what well, all that happens sometimes, particularly uh, when people go through um, not just imagined um, problems, but, but real problems where they've had very, very deep losses like from a loved one dying, is that um, maybe it never really goes away. Maybe that suffering never really goes away. Would you want it to go away? Mm -hmm. The only thing that seems to, something does transform. And what seems to transform in it is that it seems very um, hard and very harsh and very lonely uh, when we're caught up in it. And over time, like the sadness may not go away, but we soften into it. Mm -hmm. And there's another teaching of the Buddha, which is relevant here too, which many of you probably have heard of too, about the first arrow and the second arrow. The first arrow is the, is the mother with her child who's dying or who's died. That's the real, that's the real wound. Mm -hmm. And the second arrow is what we make out of that event. Mm -hmm. um, whether, whether we get caught in our own story about it, in our own drama about it that goes on and on and on and narrows us down and keeps us separate from the, from the noble suffering which is there, mm -hmm. whether that happens or not. But uh, the, the second arrow is the kind of suffering that all of the Buddha's teaching is directed towards about what we construct out of the painful experiences of our life and the identities we form around it and the perpetual stories we kind of obsessively run through our head about it, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And where people heal, whether it's in a Dharma context or a therapeutic context, what seems to happen is that, is that people drop out of their head. Is that instead of just constantly going round and round and round in the story, it's like they drop out of their head into their body and they experience the body of pain. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you drop into that and you experience the body of pain, um, there's something um, shifts in the sense that you're not, you're not separate from it anymore. You're not trying to avoid it. You're not trying to get away from it. You're not fighting it. 
you're just there with it. So what became a battle becomes a flow. Even if tears are the flow, even if sadness is the flow, there's a, there's a oneness to it because you're connected with it. I sense if, with that woman in the story, if something was transformative, something like that happened. Not that she stopped grieving. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the practice of all of us. Do you know, it's one of um, surrender to what is, even when that surrendering is to something painful. Mm -hmm. Because to not to surrender to it is even more painful. And, that, and that's the meaning of suffering as it's meant in the Buddhist sense. But our choices are to surrender, or other choices to be willful. Mm -hmm. Which one do we choose? 